Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Lead Your Career Podcast. My name is Chris Rader, and this week's episode is entitled, What's Your Management Philosophy? While the focus of my everyday is more on supporting and creating initiatives that help drive others to lead their career, my wife's primary focus is on our four kids who are all under eight years old. I'm not saying they're not a focus of mine, but my wife has chosen to stay home with them and homeschool even before COVID forced the hand of many parents. So while at the office brainstorming new ways to empower and develop our teams, my wife is brainstorming more productive ways to nurture and develop our kids. This has led her to parenting groups, books, and podcasts, the most recent of which she sent my way to check out. The podcast is called Raising Good Humans Podcast, and the episode is entitled Everything You Need to Know About Discipline with Dr. Tina Payne Bryson. The more I listened to the hour-long podcast, the more I started to equate Dr. Bryson's philosophy on parenting with what it takes to have a strong managing philosophy. Dr. Bryson describes two dimensions of discipline while defining discipline as simply teaching. The first dimension is limit setting. This is essentially setting expectations or boundaries, sticking firmly to those and holding others accountable to meet those expectations. The second is emotional responsiveness. It's referring to the amount of empathy you display for an individual. And don't confuse the dimension of emotional responsiveness with permissiveness or weakness. Empathy is not weakness. It's the strength one has to build bridges with others that may not currently exist by listening to their feelings without criticizing them or being condescending and allowing them to feel not alone or wrong for feeling that way. A great managing philosophy embraces a high amount of both dimensions. Tip the scales too far one direction, and you're not going to be the manager you hope to be. Here are a few examples to show what I mean. Having a low limit-setting direction and a low emotional responsiveness dimension is neglect. This is essentially trying to manage on cruise control. You are checked out of your team or your responsibilities as a lead or manager. You assume your team knows what they're supposed to be doing, and you may even take pride in not meddling with their day-to-day. However, since you're also low on your emotional responsiveness to their experience, you absolutely have no idea what's going on and how they interpret what they're supposed to be doing, and worse, neither do they. This type of manager sees no news is good news and can use a strong dose of reality. If you have this type of manager, more than likely, they're either clueless or just checked out completely. You should be bringing a cohesive list of concerns up to their manager or higher if need be to get this addressed. Though I typically recommend talking directly to a person, there is a good chance this type of manager is beyond a one-on-one and can probably benefit more from an intervention. This management philosophy is corrosive to the project, team, and company, and if unchecked, can undo years of culture, so please address it. Having a low limit-setting dimension, but having a high emotional responsiveness dimension is permissive management. I believe this philosophy is much more common than neglect. I see this when managers or leads are taking on a new role and they're trying to build relationships with the team, especially if that new manager or lead used to be a peer with the people they're managing. I also see this when managers or leads are simply trying to be friends or care more about what people think of them, as opposed to where the boundaries or responsibilities lie. If you were this type of manager and you're looking to raise the bar of expectations, I prefer the rip off the band-aid approach as opposed to slow rolling new expectations and restrictions over the course of time. A sit down with the team to lay out your new expectations, why they're important to the goals of the team as well as the individuals, and how you plan to hold everyone accountable should be addressed in this sit down. It will be an adjustment and it'll take time. However, with intentionality and working to hold people accountable, you can go from a permissive management philosophy to a strong one. Having a high limit setting dimension with a low emotional responsiveness dimension 
and you have authoritarian management. This is another trap I see new managers fall into. They chose me. I have the power. You have to listen. I don't care what you have going on or how you feel about what I just said. These are the people that don't understand the importance of influence and the elements of leadership that are required to manage people successfully. Even in the highly hierarchical structure of the U.S. military, those leads or managers that tend to lean more on the authoritarian management style may get the work accomplished, but it's highly unlikely their team is working much beyond the explicitly described orders. The authoritarian management style doesn't allow for emotional or psychological safety on your team, which in turn limits the willingness of your team to bring their entire self to work. If you are this type of manager and are willing to self-reflect long enough to warrant to climb down off of your ivory tower, there is hope. After numerous personality assessments, I too rank very low in empathy no matter how much I like to disagree. I tend to be more focused on getting everyone to complete the objective and not enough on where their mindset is with it all. A couple ways I'm trying to combat this is to talk less and listen more. I try not to chime in with my thoughts right off the bat, forcing the conversation into the direction I want. I instead let it flow while encouraging others' opinions and approaches. Another way is to listen with the purpose of understanding. When I listen to people in the past, I would put everything that they're saying into bullet points and bucketize them in my mind. Listening with the purpose of understanding is like listening more with a highlighter that allows you to go back to parts of it and asking them to dig in more while I write in the margins. It's a work in progress. Having a high limit setting dimension and a high emotional responsiveness dimension is what it takes to have a strong managing philosophy. This management philosophy is not accidental. Every lead or manager that is able to hold their team accountable to high expectations while at the same time offering empathy and emotional responsiveness to their respective place in the world, works hard on their managing philosophy. They don't just make the easy decision because it'll make the problem go away. They make the right decision because it's in line with established expectations. This is the sweet spot of management. Your team doesn't look at you as checked out, soft, or as a bully. They know you say what you mean, you mean what you say, and at the same time, you don't write off their emotional response to situations. This specific managing philosophy has been very difficult to balance during the pandemic with the amount of typically unspoken personal life hurdles that have shown up on the doorsteps of management. It's caused more questions than answers, ethical dilemmas, and plenty of guess and check. There are no easy answers as we embrace hybrid work environments. Managers must rely on their managing philosophy when making these decisions and therefore should ensure it's a strong one. If I'm going to be honest with myself, I have not stuck to a strong managing philosophy as much as I should have over the years. Even to this day, I struggle to hit both dimensions with the intentionality that I should. That's the point though. You never arrive at a managing philosophy. It's a quest. It's not some arbitrary weight loss goal you're trying to reach. It's more of a healthy lifestyle you're trying to maintain. It's an approach to management that if you're lucky enough to ingrain in your day-to-day, allows you to have the makings of being a great manager. I asked two things of you this week. One, think back on the two dimensions of managing philosophy that I talked about and identify where you are on the scale. Are you too wrapped up in your own agenda that you're falling into the neglect category? Are you trying to be more of a friend than a manager and as a result have left expectations behind and have embraced a permissive management philosophy? Or are you the biggest voice in the room suppressing ideas and not embracing psychological safety with your authoritarian style? Be honest with yourself and look for ways to adjust your dial appropriately. Finding a manager mentor that has the strength that you're looking for is a great start. Two, does your manager display any of the aforementioned tendencies and you see firsthand the tolls taking on your team? 
please take time to put a solid case together and bring it to your manager's attention. If you're able to come forward with a plan to improve, that's great on you. If they seem willing to embrace the change, let them know that you will help to hold them accountable. Managing up is a key strength for any aspiring manager, so be tactful and good luck. Of course, everything is situational, but both the limit setting and emotional responsiveness dimensions must be present to have a strong managing philosophy. Management is more than making schedules, giving direction, and accomplishing the mission. Being able to show compassion and empathy for life while still setting and holding tight to expectations are all part of the gig. So, what's your management philosophy?